Hello, I'm Connie Rotella, and welcome to our Triple Thread Podcast. I'm super excited to begin this journey with all of you. Are you ready to put your best foot forward and show up with confidence? This tool is here to help you evolve into the artist you are meant to be. Just always remember to believe, become, and be ready. Add a new skill set or refine what you already know. So here we go. Nicole Raviv is an international music artist. She's a singer, songwriter, and actress. She's born in Montreal, studied at McGill in the music program. She then moved to New York and graduated at AMDA. And now she joins us from Tel Aviv, How Cool Is That?, where she is performing in the National Israeli Theater, Habima. Nicole Raviv, welcome to Industry Talk. Did I get all that right? <laughs> you are phenomenal. You got it all right. Welcome to Industry Talk. So we're speaking... Uh, from Tel Aviv, you're actually in Tel Aviv in your home where you are performing on stage every night in, in the musical theater show. Yes. So I actually am here in Tel Aviv for under two years. Uh, before this, I was in Manhattan. I was in the big city and I was doing so many different performances. You can't even imagine from <laughs> big sporting events, uh, singing national anthems for the Islanders, um, for the Jets, for NBA, for every stadium I can enter. I was there probably singing either the Star Spangled Banner or O Canada. <laughs> um, and with my theater background, which I studied musical theater in AMDA, and then I went on and finished my fine arts degree at the new school. So I did a lot of training over there and I did um, vocal lessons and I did um, singing with wedding bands and I was really diving into the music industry I started recording my own album and um, getting into all the production side of the industry and of course auditioning also um, I did a little bit of off-Broadway and I was looking for agents and really your classic story of small town girl hits the big city and um, I decided after Corona to join my family in Israel and to test out uh, the life in the Middle East. And I go back and forth. I do go back to the States and even sometimes Canada for um, performances or opportunities or going back to see family as well. And I have to say that I bring the career with me wherever I go. And I really try to uh, lead with that and to say, you know, this is my identity no matter where I am. Cole, right off the bat, you explained everything in maybe like two minutes. And this is what I want everybody to get from this. Cole is born here in Montreal, studied here, but her dream was to go bigger, right? Go bigger and yeah. go all the doors, open all your doors because they belong to you to open and go discover who you are. So if we go back just a little bit, how did you know or when did you know at McGill that, okay, I, I have to go, I have to get out of Montreal? I think at the age of 10 is when I started really training um, at the McGill Conservatory. I started with voice lessons. I knew there was a voice inside of me that I needed to get out there. And whether it was through theater or through song or through poetry, the voice just needed to come out. And I'm really grateful for the support system that I had at a young age to be able to go and to meet people like yourself, mentors and people who can help me along the way. Because when you're young, you really, you know, it's just a dream and it kind of seems like a fantasy. And um, you hope that one day it can become your thing. You're not sure if this is, you know, 
work that you can sustain as an adult, but um, you have to be able to surround yourself with positive people. And I'm grateful that I had that in my life and I still have that. So, you know, if, if you're listening and you need a change in your life, make sure you have people who, who want the best for you and who see your potential because that is what's going to help you grow at the end of the day. And when you have fear inside of you or you have any self-doubt, then I think that it's, it's okay to ask for a little help. It's okay to lean on your friends and, and, and family. And I just knew that I wanted to be on stage. I signed up for the Siegel Center. Um, so I was, doing, I was doing acting as a young actor. Um, there was a program called Young Actors for Young Audiences. And I think I was about 12 and we had our first show that was a touring show. So I would miss some classes and we went to like Toronto and Quebec city. And then we had a show in the States. I remember my first time in the States was in Virginia with them. And I thought I was the coolest person ever. I was like, I am done with school. I'm good. Like just at 12. <laughs> <laughs> we're done at 12. We're done. We've learned everything about life. Right. Uh, I, I walked into class the next day like oh yeah I was on my tour bus like what about you what did you do this weekend <laughs> right right yeah. of course you know I still had to go through school um, and I really did enjoy school I remember that I was very studious I got good grades I knew that if I wanted to advance in life I, I kind of needed to be versatile I, I couldn't just rely on my passions I also had to do the math and the science and um, I ended up graduating and um, going to Dawson and health sciences. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to keep going with this academic route and do everything after school. So my days were really busy. Mm -hmm. I'd wake up and, and, and do the studying in the school. And then afterwards I would either be in the fashion show or when I was in Dawson, I created with my best friend, the first Glee club. Oh. Um, we were watching Glee and we were like, <laughs> why doesn't, why doesn't CJF have that in Montreal? So we held auditions and really we were entrepreneurs from a young age. Oh, and I, I just really enjoyed it. And I realized um, that I was going to do this in university when, when, when things got real. Right. And I was looking, I was saying, where should I go? What should I do? Um, where can I have the best opportunity? And my eyes were on New York and I really wanted to, to pursue that and, and to move. And it's a scary thing coming from Montreal. It's not, you know, the most common thing to do. Um, but I said, it's not so far. Los Angeles was a little further. So yeah. I said, New York is kind of something that is attainable and I can come back and, and visit. And I was looking and AMDA was holding auditions in Montreal. So they came to Montreal. I signed up. I, I knew they were going across the world to, to do auditions. So I didn't even need to go to New York. I had the opportunity to go downtown in Montreal and do my audition there. Wonderful. And I didn't know they came to Montreal. They do have a very international program. So I'm very, uh, very glad that it worked out that way. And I got accepted. And once I was done CJEP, I moved. I moved in the summer right after CJEP. And I didn't even wait for the fall semester to start. I went straight into the summer semester. I was like, I finished in May, I think. And I think by July, I was in classes in New York. Wow. I was so excited. I was just waiting for the opportunity. And I went and I was in the dorms and I had, I didn't know anybody. I went on my own, really. I just like wanted this so badly. And I think that's also something I would tell to people who want to succeed in the industry is your desires and 
the reason you're doing it, your why is one of the most important things that will get you through this journey as an artist. And how old were you when you moved? I was 18. We were 18. Okay. Young adult moving to the big city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it scary? It was. I'm not going to lie. It was scary. It was also different. People think, oh, Canada, the States, it's all the same thing. But it was a lot of learning. It was different systems, you know, different way of life. And I think that it really made me into the woman I am today and also the adult I am today and everything I learned about the industry really like as a professional was there because in Montreal I I was always trying to do it but I didn't really you know my first paycheck as an artist was in New York mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I think that I I was went, a calling I went big. yeah I went big <laughs> yeah yeah there, there was a calling and this is something only a few artists gets a, a chance to run after their dreams I would say or or trust their path So if you hear that little voice, obviously it was very clear to you, you wanted to go there. It was like the path was leading you internationally. And now literally you're in Tel Aviv. So um, you just wanted to keep training, training, training. What else can I do? What else can I do? Plus you were very talented. Now we don't know each other. Nicole and I uh, spoke, we know friends here in Montreal, but we're actually seeing ourselves for the first time on Zoom right now. We reached out to each other a few years ago when she was in New York. But this whole thing is that I'm listening to you, Nicole, and we speak the same language. And that's why I, I seem to attract these the people that say the same thing, the mentoring, surround yourself with amazing people, um, keep doing the work, uh, not, nonstop. It's just, it's always the same thing. And the ones that do land there, you'll never regret all this because one day when you're going to speak about your experience, it's not, I wish I had the courage to do this or go here. Because now I think after school, you know, you finish AMDA, you tested the waters there in New York. You're, you're, you did well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went in and I started auditioning as soon as I could. And I was getting work. I was really, I had an amazing career in New York. Of course, there's ups and downs and you have to know how to face yeah. all the things that, you know, <laughs> I won't yeah. get into it. But rejection and you know sometimes you doubt yourself and you think how can I sustain this lifestyle of of pursuing my dreams when sometimes it's not working out or sometimes you have to create your own work which is something I'm a really big fan of is when I didn't see that I was getting the roles that I wanted or I was just questioning like why isn't it working out the way I thought it was going to work out I definitely started thinking okay how can I do what I want to do and not rely on anybody else basically how can i how can i get my ideas and get people on board with me and that that switch really really started the ball rolling that excites me nicole that excites me because the universe says nah this is too easy for you Mm, they call it rejection yeah you see like if we change our pattern or talk what did what did the universe show you to do to be resilient and to be an entrepreneur and to create your own jobs. So you used your mind, you started creating, boom, you got an opportunity to go big. So, um, and that's what happened. So yes, there's rejections every day. I think everywhere there's going to be that, but it's what you're going to do with it. And that's what I always love. I love listening to that. What happened in order for you to shift or to switch? Because you Yes, we wake up sometimes being sad and why isn't this happening to me? The why is the endless why is the questioning, but you did something about it. And then 
I started, you started creating your own show, your own, you know, like writing your lyrics, becoming a songwriter. Exactly. Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started thinking, well, what do I want to do? Okay. I want to be on stage. And if right now there aren't any opportunities that I'm being hired or no Broadway shows are fitting exactly into the typecast that I am, I started writing songs. I started collaborating with people in the music industry, musicians, and just like you say, really doing the work and working on the craft and enjoying it, really having fun with it. And sometimes not taking it seriously is, is what helps. Yes. <laughs> and, and just letting what, whatever's in your soul that's burning that I knew that was happening all along, just letting it out in all sorts of ways. Yeah. And I created my own show and I p- performed it and I put together a band and I would tell stories also. So my acting kind of was coming through the song. So I would, I would kind of also tell my life story as well. And all the things I was connected to, um, my faith, my religion, my, my ancestors, like really kind of like a life story on stage. And I also took friends that I studied with who were also looking for work. And I said, come and sing with me and, in my show. And we, we put, I remember we did like, there was one show, show I did about like the nineties, which is like the decade that we all kind of loved the music. And, and I had my three best friends on stage with me who were all friends I met at AMDA. And so it was like this whole new life that I, I was dreaming of in Montreal, but you can't really see the pieces until you put them together. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'm, I'm so happy that I, kind of went through all these struggles as well because it really ends up teaching you so many life lessons oh yeah you have to walk the talk you know like I mean you can't piece it together back then but there's there was a fire within you that said keep walking keep walking keep creating keep connecting so you had all the tools Uh, the first question you ask yourself so what do I want to do so if you're in that moment where it's like nothing's working out for me Cause there's ups and downs for everybody. And I'm going to ask Nicole, what was your hardest point where you're like, I want to give up. Was there a moment where you're like, I want to give up. I don't get it. How much work do I need to put in order for me to be seen or heard? I think that one of the moments just off the bat, because I'm sure there are many, but I remember being in callbacks for a Broadway show. I was, it was actually, I'll give you a hint. It was, one of the biggest. <laughs> it was Hamilton and I was in callbacks for it and I was really excited and I was like this is going to be awesome. It's multicultural. It's 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 new, it's innovative and I didn't get it at the end and I was so upset because I was like maybe this is my big big Broadway break and I really went to New York with with Broadway at the top of my list. Yes. And as much musical theater as I did, I can't say that I have yet done Broadway, did off Broadway, but I'm, I'm saying, you know what, maybe that's still there. I just have to do a bunch of other things first. (laughs) I totally believe that Nicole. And I can't wait to sit in a theater watching you sit perform because it will happen because it's out there in the universe. So grab it when it comes, you're going to just grab it. All right, moving on. (laughs) I get excited when I hear, I get excited when I hear these messages. It's like, oh my God, I could so see it, whether it's in five or in 10 years, it doesn't matter. There is no time because you're really in your journey. You're living every day from what you love to do. So, so, okay. That was, you know, Hamilton callback. Just that is a win. That's a huge win. Yeah. It was so weird. I was like, how is this happening to me? But at the end you get so close 
and then it's like taken away from you and it's a hard thing to have to um to have to emotionally deal with but then I would say about a few months later I auditioned for the position to be the national anthem singer for the New York Islanders and it wasn't even something that I knew that I was going to do or was looking for someone had tagged me in a post on Facebook and that's the beginning of my journey as an anthem singer which is something that I did for two years and got me so much exposure that I have to thank that for kind of jump-starting my career. So it's almost like you don't know where it's going to come from. Um, but I remember my friend tagging me in this post that said they were looking for national anthem singers that knew how to sing the American and the Canadian anthem. And all these Americans don't necessarily know the Canadian anthem. And you have to be a singer and you have to know how to have all this, you know, confidence to get up there in front of thousands and thousands of people so he tagged me and I was like hmm okay I'll submit like why not it could be a gig that I do right and then I got a message saying can you please come and and got a call back for that and I got to like the top 12 and I remember coming there and being like wow like am I gonna be like this recording artist performer like pop star like I thought I was born to be like a a Broadway actress that maybe like you know a different path right but same same field but like you said so so many opportunities and I ended up getting it I remember I was the last person to audition so I thought oh it's the end of the day they won't remember like they'll be so tired by the time my time comes and within a week they called me and they're like we, we want you to do it and I I ended up singing for them every game for two seasons and then of course COVID happened and things were a little crazy but then when fans got back in the stadium that was I would say my highlight of my anthem singing career was when all fans came back and and there was a viral performance I had where everyone was singing together because my microphone stopped working it was like a movie I'm telling you wow. and you can read about it you can watch it but Um, it was one of those crazy moments where we were all disconnected and somehow the stars aligned or what I thought was like the most humiliating moment in my career, which like my microphone stopped working. It's playoffs, Stanley cup playoffs, and I'm on national TV and they can't hear my voice after all these years. And then I end up just like handing the mic over to the crowd and then everyone starts singing with me and everyone's like, I don't know. It was something magical. Like it's hard to even explain. Oh no, well, you have to be in the room and I could totally understand. You know, we do have a similar story. My really? son, it's so funny because not many people could sing the dual national anthem. So my son at 12 years old auditioned for New York for Madison Square Garden, the NBA games. I thought it was a joke because I, my son trains in, in New York. So I, I'm just used to going back and forth. It's something I do and I, I and he started training there too. In a studio space, we met this manager took him on they did some like um private workshops and then after that she sent us an email and we had to audition for that for the NBA game I'm going "Ah, I don't think it's that I think it's just a little baby version he gets it he gets it we're we're going and me and my husband are in the car going oh it must be something small outside of new I don't know I know I'm going to Madison Square Garden and the poor kid I did not prep him I had no idea that this was a real deal this is like I couldn't believe it. So he's left there alone and trying to figure it out because obviously no one is giving you the key. He has to do everything, right? It was just magical. So I understand that feeling. I was there. I lived it. He was 12. He didn't understand back then. Just like you, you didn't know what was going to happen. 
but now he is a songwriter and he goes oh my god i performed in the same place where all my idols performed and he said to madison square garden on on a comment that he he put on instagram the other maybe last month going i will see you again so he's already wow planting the seed you know the seed was planted by the universe because we're here in we're here in La Salle. <laughs> what little <laughs> boy? There's a million little boys. How did you choose this one? You know? So wow. um, yeah. So I, I love I, that. I love that story. I am so proud of him. That's, yeah. that's like a big thing. That's really cool. It's huge. So that's why when you say that, I understand exactly where you're at. I know the feeling of it. It's pretty powerful. It's huge, you know. Um, and there, you know, there's many stars that go to these things. So he got stopped a lot. I don't know in your case, but you know, uh, he met a lot of great people through this, this, this contract. So it was really fun. That's amazing. That makes me super happy. <laughs> yeah. You see Montreal, we can do it. We can do a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Listen, it was, uh, it was challenging when I had the Montreal Canadians play against the New York Islanders, and everyone was like, who are you rooting for? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't test me like that. <laughs> of course, we're, do you feel Canadian though? Do you feel, because obviously you said you have family in Tel Aviv. So what, you speak four languages. I speak um, English, French, and Hebrew. And for the past year, I've been learning Arabic. So I would say I speak three. I'm okay. going to be humble and say three. <laughs> so how, what made you move to Tel Aviv? Did you have to audition? Like what happened in order for you to move? Yeah. I just made the decision with my husband that it's time for a new adventure. And it had nothing to do with my career at this point in my life. I was just like, I need something else. And it was kind of this like post COVID, what are we doing with our lives? And I, I don't know, I can't tell you. It was a soul thing. It was like, I wanted to go and explore my roots. And I always felt like I had Israeli ancestry in me, but I, that I never lived through it. And something was calling me to come to Israel. And of course I wanted to sing here. And I love the, you know, I love all the culture that I am learning while I'm here, but I don't think that that was what was calling me. It was more of a personal feeling. And I think it happened when the whole world kind of shut down and we were all being very introspective. And I think it was like this longing maybe for family because in New York it was career 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 and it was all about how can I make myself successful and then I would say it was like nine or ten years later and it was nine years later yeah and I was saying to myself okay I'm I'm kind of missing that aspect in my life right now to balance everything out mm -hmm. and New York was lonely sometimes you know it could get it's a big city and Thank God I, I found the love of my life. But I, would, I was saying to him, you know, we can work from anywhere. And that is kind of what we did. And we took the leap of faith and we said, let's move out there. Let's, let's bring our dog. We have a dog. <laughs> and my sisters live here and my whole extended family lives here. And really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of my family lives here. Okay. And my, I have, of course, my brother still lives in Montreal. My parents, they're also, they go back and forth between Canada and Israel. And my aunt lives in Montreal. And I have a few, uh, a few people that are still there. But my family actually started in Israel and then moved to Montreal. And I was born in Montreal. But my older sisters were born in Israel. 
and they moved back before me when I moved to New York they were like we're going back to Israel so we kind of all spread out as a family we all kind of went and did our own thing and we're very you know persistent on our own dreams wow. yeah and so That's it's really kind of just like yeah yeah it's it's not your typical uh story but now we're all kind of learning how to be this like unified unit again and it's really interesting and I find that that's also something that I had to take a risk for but I'm seeing so many like different fruits of my labor over here and I'm really I'm really liking where it's going and I think it's it's challenging I'm, I tell people this is the third country I live in and it's people true. are like wow like <laughs> which what's next like, <laughs> you know what with you it feels like that what's next I'm gonna maybe finish this interview asking you what's next Nicole <laughs> you got there and this is on a personal level then what happens so as soon as we settled in a little bit I said okay let me see what the industry is like over here and let me start auditioning or maybe seeing what I can do um, but because it was something that was more soul-searching I immediately um, signed up to study Arabic and Arabic music. And I was so interested in Middle Eastern culture. And I started really almost being like a peace advocate and, and wanting to take my music because I sing in several languages and because I've branded myself as an international singer and performer. Then I said, someone who is so well-versed in languages and in cultures and loves to travel and you know my 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 father was born in Morocco and my mother was born in Romania and they came to Israel and it's such a story of it's so beautiful of, it's, it's so such beautiful. a yeah it's <laughs> thank you <laughs> so I I I thought what can I do with my with my gifts and for the first thing I did was of course send my resume to a million places <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The artist uh, in you knows what to do. The artist in you knows what to do. Get ready, get prepared and see what happens. Test the waters. Yeah. Yeah. Test the waters. And at first I didn't get so many responses. Some people didn't know why I was here. They're like, what? You just came from like New York and like singing in stadiums and you're coming to this small country over here. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And um, I ended up reaching out to the National Israeli Theater, Habima, and they um, were holding auditions for a new show and their cast is pretty small. Like they use the same actors for many of their shows, but this show, they ended up like kind of doing an open call. And I went to that and I, I got a part there and it was something that didn't happen right away though. So I, I have to say it was like searching for a while and I was really happy that I got this like steady gig over there. I'm in a show called Ida and it's about a woman's life. And it, I play several parts in the show and it's, it's a drama, but it has music in it. And it's, it's also very emotional. And um, the story of this woman, Ida, um, or Ida, Ida Nudel, is a Russian woman who fought the Soviets to move to Israel in the 70s. And so it was kind of interesting how I'm playing her friend and I'm playing a bunch of other parts in the show but the premise of the show is similar to my lifestyle of this woman who moves to Israel and I was like this is so cool like sometimes things just happen and you're like hmm, maybe I, I need to be a part of this for a reason yeah. and and so that's a show that I do yeah. now um it's it's part of their repertory theater so it happens a few dates a month yeah. um a, you know they have a bunch of other shows going on too 
And then I was like, okay, so I'm in the theater and that's something that I'm doing, let's say part-time. And so what else can I do? And so I have the music studies that I do. And then I actually went and tried to kind of do the same thing that I did in New York and look for other producers or musicians to continue with my writing of my own music, because ultimately I would say that is my biggest dream. And back to your question of what's next. Um, <laughs> My biggest dream is really to be a musical artist and to put my own concerts out there and to have my own band or orchestra or whatever, something grand and and tour with that and have my own show and my own music and and be able to have other guest artists like I did back then with me on stage and you know, have them be representative of their cultures and countries and for us to just symbolize humanity. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Nicole. So your your what number one dream of being on Broadway kind of took maybe number two because maybe that whole mission, this whole time is for you to travel the world, which you are already doing. So once you're going to be touring, um, it's just you and, and, and your band and all these special guests that you're going to bring with you. And, you know, I, I feel like this urgency not urgency but more like peace and love is something definitely in the center of everything you want to do and you want to share this experience with so many people that everything is possible yeah and and, and if it happens this is I think the journey is that when we land where we envision ourselves, that no one hears that little tiny voice inside or you know it's like it's too big right you can't kind of say it and you're like the day that you get there and we hear a lot of uh, speeches that anybody that wins those Grammys and Emmys and stuff like that it's like it took me 56 years or whatever it is so it's like I wonder that feeling when we get to that feeling of I got to wherever my little image in my head you know was at what happens next you know like I mean yeah I got here now what you know like I mean so in your case I think it's going to be to share your music with the world just keep doing yeah. what you love so it doesn't stop there it's just like let me just keep sharing I love doing this wherever it takes me just yeah if anything it propels you to want to do more if it goes well and you're at that feeling where you're like hold on is this it yeah then I feel like it it just that's a boost it just boosts you to to want to do more mm-hmm. and uh yeah I I hope to even understand that feeling because I feel like I want to ask you I was like do you, have you ever had that feeling <laughs> I know you're I'm listening to you a lot and I and this is why I, I I tell myself when I'm listening to her, I'm like, man, I didn't even know this girl. And I'm already connecting to her because your life is my life. By the way, I'm going to Morocco in July and I'm I'm excited to go. So I think the next place we should go to is Morocco too. But the fact that you're in Tel Aviv is pretty awesome. So I just got back from Morocco. I just got <laughs> back last week. I'm telling you, it was life-changing. You could see all, all about it on my Instagram. <laughs> Okay, the travel is definitely in us. Even when you said that, you know, the soul searching, I feel like going, I always speak about this villa in Tuscany. So, and you know, I'm Italian. Um, I, I wasn't born there, born in Montreal. My family's here. I have family in Italy, but there's something calling me to go there. There was, There's always this calling and I know where you're at. I don't even know if we're the same age, but wherever we are in our life right now, um, it's, it's definitely a calling. And it's like soul searching, doing what we love to do, sharing it with the world it's doing good. So sometimes, you know, like if I, I'm going back to the question you just asked me, I stand in the middle of my studio going, I created this. 
there's a year-end show happening this weekend where I started many careers. So a lot of people are living from something I love to do. Like, I mean, I didn't force it on anybody. It just happened organically throughout the years. I've been doing this for 35 years. And through mentoring, through guiding, you know, that that foundation you were speaking and that surrounding, I always had it with my mentor. So I just kept giving back. So sometimes it depends where I stand and, and what title I, I have I'm using. I'm like, wow, this is exciting. I'm just so grateful every moment I get to do what I love to do. And it doesn't matter what stage because I, I did tour. I did live a good life, you know. I could have moved to Los Angeles, but then I decided to have a kid, you know, like a family. So life changes. So it's like, it's decisions you make. I could have went for this. You know, I had big contracts in LA and I'm like, then Paris called me. I went to Paris. Like there's always something, it's always a detour. And I think I always trusted my gut feeling. And I, yeah. and, and I have, I don't know, there's something about, and I'm sure I felt it in you with the family, that foundation. So for me, family is important. So how can I balance everything together? I, I feel like I'm there. So I was on a big movie set the other day and I'm like, wow, I'm working with, like, I'm not in LA, but I'm working with huge stars right next to me. I'm sitting next to that director. I'm like, I'm getting this. I don't necessarily need to be, that's what it teaches me. I don't necessarily physically need to be in a place to do what I love to do. Cause some people will all, they'll come and get you. I don't know how the universe works, but whatever you're doing up there, you're, you're magical. <laughs> and obviously, you know, faith, and I think you spoke about it too. You know, you have to be connected. You have to know who you are and where you come from. Oh, that's beautiful. I think I really connect to that. Yeah. The whole like physical place that you're in. Sometimes we feel like that determines our success. Like, oh, I'm going to go to New York or oh, I'm going to go to Los Angeles or I'm going to go to the place and, and physically do the things. But it doesn't work that way. It's, it's kind of, it'll follow you if it's yours, it's yours. It's what I believe. And you know that magical time that, you know, your mic went off and you felt yeah. the room. Those are things that people are going to remember and they're going to speak about. So, yeah. and that's what happened on the movie set. I had, I was on the first season. They call me back for the second and they want to call me on the third. They're, they're writing me in their storyline because they want whatever I'm creating with the actors in the storyline. So the magic, no one's going to see it when you're going to watch a screen, but I know the magic that happened in there. So, and that for me is even more than me showing it I, I, it's hard to put it into words but that means so much more because I know I touch people I made an impact people saw my work because technically people won't see it when they say oh my name is attached to this you know you'll see it but not the same way that they felt it right it's the feeling the feeling that's exactly it you got it the feeling even when I do my year-end show I always have messages all over my year-end show and people leave with a good feeling at the end. They don't know I'm tricking them. <laughs> the songs we choose, the way this happens. It's like, it's all little hidden messages. And at the end, it's like, wow, we feel good. Well, yeah, you see, I use art to make people feel good. So I guess that was my mission in all this. I understood it very young. I had something else to do than just say five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Just think, okay. Just act scene. <laughs> you know, like it was just more than that for me. I'm like, I have to feel something. If I don't feel anything, I don't know. It's not for me. Wow. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and Nicole, you're awesome. Um, you're awesome. So now that you're there, how long have you been in Tel Aviv? Um, almost two years now, but I do travel like a lot. So I would say not a full two years because I'm always everywhere. Like the beginning of this year, I had my first 
appearance in Dubai, which was insane. Oh my God. And yeah. So I'm telling you, like the leap of faith I took that people were, were questioning, let me tell you. Um, they were like, what is she doing? Like, she just made it big in New York. Everyone's talking about her. She's in all the articles. And, and I was just like, listen, guys, you got to follow your heart. <laughs> follow and, your heart. Yes. And, um, and I feel like if I wouldn't have taken that step, I wouldn't have been exposed to all these countries. Like, I, I'm not sure Dubai would have called when I was in New York, you know, so you, you never know, you really never know. And I'm, I'm just learning to connect more with that feeling inside because sometimes you quiet it. And like you said, in the beginning of the conversation, is it too big? Maybe I just won't listen to it. And I just want to listen to it more. I'm like, please be more clear for me. <laughs> What's your first name, Nicole? Are you a Virgo? I'm not actually. I am a Scorpio. Oh, you are. Okay. Cause it's like dream big. It's like go after everything that, you know, is harder to get like the impossible. I get very <laughs> bored. I do. I understand you. That's why I get very bored with the same thing. So if I'm not learning in a situation, whether it's a new environment, new people, I constantly need to feel inspired <laughs> that's what it is I just feel like the world is so beautiful why not witness it all like I mean I have one life to live let's go full out and you're doing the same you're going full yes out. girl yes <laughs> one life to live let's go full out it sounds like a soap opera but I'm a soap opera fan too so <laughs> one life to live let's go um and and okay so if you have something to share with with the next generation or people that are stuck right now at home going okay, it worked out for Nicole. How is it going to work for me? That is the winning question, Connie. <laughs> I know. Listen, every journey is different and every person is different. Like we're all so unique and there isn't a replica of any of us. So I feel like for anyone who's trying to find themselves, the more they can do to connect to themselves, to their true inner person, um, whatever you want to call it, your, your soul, your, your voice, your guiding light, um, your purpose, just try to work on that. And the rest will come because try to quiet every, you know, all the noise, social media, the internet, other people, you know, all of that stuff that can get you distracted and, and try to focus on really your, your talent, your gift, your, your creative assets. And I would say that everybody is always, you know, everyone wants to see what you have to offer. You always think like, oh, maybe, maybe no one cares or maybe no one wants to hear from me. But if you really show your vulnerable side and your true self, you can get people moved. Like I put some stuff out there recently that I didn't think was going to do so well because I'm like, oh, I'm just sharing about my trip to Morocco. I surprised my father for his birthday. Oh. And I put a little clip out there and I'm like, oh, well, it's not about my music and it's not about my art. So I'm not sure I'm going to, you know, get so many reactions. And that got more reactions and more people really relating than so many of my other stuff and I was like listen people just want to see the real you exactly. and people want to see people and in the arts we're showing that we're being the brave ones to get out there and to show what it's like whether it's acting in in, in something dramatic or something comedic or 
you know, having a really heartfelt song or moment or dance, like people just want to see themselves represented. Mm -hmm. And I think just be brave, be courageous Mm -hmm. and listen to yourself and really try to ask yourself the right questions and the right answers will come. Be brave, be courageous. And what are you the most proudest of, Nicole? I think just following my gut instinct, following my heart and, and being, you know, being confident and trying to preach this whole vision of you can do it you can do it and show other people what's possible and what did you learn from yourself over the years (laughs) I'm still learning (laughs) I think we're always we're always in learning mode Um, but I think lately I would say I'm learning to kind of surrender like kind of just let things go and not be so you know, attached and, and serious, like I said before. And like we were saying, like one door closes, another opens and just learning to accept things and to say, you know, if this one isn't working out, it's just a redirection. It's not a no, or it's not a something to be scared of or to be sad about. It means like, it's almost like a thank you. Thank you for redirecting me into another direction that I was really meant to take. I'm loving all this, Nicole. Is there anything else that you want to share that that is coming out of your heart right now? I'm just so I'm grateful. And I think that that's something also that that we should all take a minute of our day to just be grateful and just, you know, there are so many things going on in this world. And sometimes it's so scary out there. And we have to, you know, be thankful to be here, to be alive, to have another day, another chance every morning. I'm like, you know, <laughs> putting that into my morning routine, like, let it, let's just conquer the day because we're here. We're here. Exactly. (laughs) Let's explore what's fun today. What is the world going to, you know, bless me with, or just have fun, go out and have fun. And I guess that's why we keep smiling at life and uh, we do what we love to do. You know, it's, it's very simple. Just wake up and do it. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know I could hear the people say, it's not as simple as you say, I get it. But once you train your body, just like we train to be a singer, whatever you want to become, we're training towards it. It's the same thing. You can train your mindset to feel that way, you know, and then after that, it becomes real. It literally becomes real. And any traumas or any bad or happy situations will always belong to us. It's just the way we're going to deal with it. Instead of taking a week, it's going to take us an hour, you know, like we'll know how to speak to our inner child or inner uh or inner person in there, you know, feeling whatever we're we're feeling. So having said all that, it was so fun speaking with you, Nicole. Thank you for taking the time from Tel Aviv to speak with us and just sharing your story. I knew there was something special in you. That's why I reached out going, "Mm, I need to speak to Nicole. I didn't know what it was. That's when you trust your gut. I'm like, no, let me reach out. She said, yes, let's do it. I don't know, but I just feel there's something that has to be said. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Enjoy. And I can't wait to see you on Broadway, on tour and everywhere your heart desires to go. (laughs) Amen. Thank you.